Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast. I am your host and life coach, Dion Thompson. Well, today we are doing things a little bit differently. My guest, Diane, we met Shriver and I hopped on a call to chat about her being a guest on this podcast because I'm very fascinated by career path and the journey she's taken um, to arrive at where she is today doing some really, really great work. And while we were in that chat, I thought, oh my goodness, this is it. This is the podcast. She was laying it out for me so beautifully and I happened to be recording it. And I thought, you know what? That was brilliant. And her and I decided it was awesome. So here we are. So you'll be jumping right into our conversation and you'll be able to learn about Diane's journey the same way I did. Enjoy this podcast with Diane We Met Shriver. So I remember um, having a couple of chats about um, your career and the work that you did and the industry as, as a norm was not an industry that a lot of women found themselves in. And um, I remember thinking that, you know, you were so like, yeah, this is what I did. And it, it like, it just this is what I was good at and this is the job I did and I did it forever and then I retired and here we are. And but I'm I'm curious to know a little bit more about what that experience was really like now that of course we are making some major and we're always making major shifts in society but um, there's some very pronounced shifts in relation to feminism and patriarchy and the idea of like what's okay and not okay and stuff that's getting said out loud um, more often now and whether or not you wanted to sort of talk a little bit about your experience, um, if you have any thoughts on that, and if you'd be willing to do it on recording. (laughs) Sure. Um, Yeah, I started in computer science in 1972, which is going to be 50 years next year. Um, And I don't remember how many females versus males were in that class because... um, It was my last year of high school, and I don't recall. But uh, then I went into computer science at uh, Concordia uh, in Montreal. And I remember that we weren't even a... Computer science wasn't even a part of their own faculty. We were part of the engineering faculty at that time. So it was kind of pioneering. But I do recall that because we were part of the engineers, it was a uh, male-dominated area for sure. But I never felt that... um, I had any problems because I was female. It was it was never that way. I've never felt that way my whole career. I've never felt that way when it came to promotions. I've never felt that way uh, when it came to opportunities. Uh, it's, it's just never been a problem for me. And I was trying to, since you asked to speak to me about it, I was trying to understand why that might have been. And I don't know. I don't know. We moved around a lot when I was younger. So maybe it was because I always had to adapt to a new scenario, a new school, a new neighborhood. Right. So I think those those kind of things uh, prepared me for 
uh, being able to do other things in my career and in my in my university days too. Well, it sounds like um, that you develop this capacity to always go. I, it's it's just me, right? Like if you're moving around and having to make different friends and relying, you have to rely on yourself. Whereas a lot of individuals for, there's no fault here, but individuals over time can develop patterns of like people pleasing and trying to go outside of themselves for a little bit more validation. And um, perhaps because the, the skill set that you acquired over years of having to move around and make things work. And as you said, adapt, um, the if there were issues they were not in your purview and therefore you just kept powering through as if they didn't exist because of course I, we both know that there were many issues that existed in the systems that um, stem in particular um, where women were doing amazing things and yet there was there were ceilings all over the place. So I love that for you and your experience, you were able to continue to push past that because of your own mindset. And I think that's a really powerful thing to note that what we believe about ourselves can dictate the reality we create. So, you know, a, a colleague of yours could have been full on not believing the opposite and is likely going to continue to tell stories about how she would have been thwarted or things were, you know, she's focusing on problems, then, then problems are what you get. But for you mm -hmm. not having that narrative as part of your experience, um, the stories then you then share and the memories that you hold and what actually you experienced is a completely different thing. And I think that's, for me, that's, that's massive because that is a true testament to, we are just literally making up lives as we go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think that you are what you make of yourself and uh, and negativity is something that I try to stay away from and I try to gravitate towards strong people, strong women, um, strong people in, in general. And um, that's, you know, it's probably something that I learned early on that I had to, you know, fend for myself. I mean, there's five in my family. I'm the oldest of five. So it wasn't always just myself, but uh, <laughs> having to move around every three to four years, as you said, you know, you, you have to, you have to stand on your own. You have to, uh, uh, you know, you have to shine, you have to make your own mark, um, you know, all those cliche things um, when you're moving around so much. And I never regretted that. I loved it, mm -hmm. except now we don't move. We've been in one place for over 30 years and now we've been here for over 10. So um, it's something that I didn't continue after uh, uh, my father left the Air Force and left uh, and I left home to, for university and, and uh, afterwards. So it's, you know, it's something I, I don't want to continue. <laughs> um, I'm, I know that you do a lot of work with um, youth and specifically with Systema, which is a, um, it's a musical organization in our community. And I'll, I'll have you describe that a little bit better than what I just said, because um, I know it's a wonderful thing. Um, tell me a little bit about that passion and that drive that you have to, to support um, the next generation. Um, well, when, when we moved here and I, I retired in 2011, uh, after a 34 year career in IT, um, I was looking for something 
to get into and I kind of fell into two things um, uh, volunteering for the hospital and uh, volunteering for Sistema uh, which is a musical uh, children's orchestra mm -hmm. and those are two things I knew very little about when I started which is probably what drew me to them I mean I can use my IT background to help out with with um, certain things that I do for particularly for Sistema so that's good uh, but what I like about it is it not only teaches children, uh, we say it's grades three to eight, but we have children younger and we have children that are in high school now. So they're, they're in grade nine and we've had kids that have continued in grade 10 and, and up. And anyway, it helps kids not only with their musical skills, but it helps with, with their leadership skills. I had uh, two of the students um, uh, hold host the Zoom meetings uh, from September to May, I guess we ran the term, and they alternated two days a week, two hours each, uh, times two, and um, they learned all kinds of skills. They were really good at, um, you know, we had breakout rooms, we had uh, recordings that they had to do um, for the music teacher. He records a song so that the students can listen to it later and, and play along with him. And we have the music uh, out on libraries too. So um, it's something that I, I, I really liked when we were getting together because the, the kids' interaction is really interesting to watch. Uh, there are no barriers there. The young kids get along with the older kids. It's, it's just uh, they have a great time during their little break. Um, so that's kind of different now that we're on Zoom. Mm -hmm. So I, I belong to a, a Canada-wide system organization, and I'm trying to get some ideas on how to do some social events with the students. So far, we've only done one in January. It was a, a painting uh, event, tile painting with Crocodoodle. Right. That's something that I'd like to do more of starting in September, because I think the way things are going we may be back in person for a bit of it but i think we're going to have a hybrid of of in person and online because first of all i have another teacher now that's from oshawa mm -hmm. so she'd be her trust to come here two hours each way <laughs> so, a bit of a drive <laughs> yeah, so, so again you know like you came into this we saw zoom some people saw it as a bad thing i quickly in march of last year um, said, okay, we can either continue or we can fold. And if we fold, it means that all of our sponsors are not going to give us the, the grants that we've been getting all along. So I, I thought a better idea would be to continue via Zoom. So we did three weeks, two days a week for three weeks, just to start it out. And then come September, we were up and running for doing the four days a week, two hours a day uh, from September all the way to May. So and the students adapted too. I mean, some, I think one, I remember one said that they dropped out because they didn't want to uh, do the music lessons via Zoom, but that was it. I mean, we went up from 24, 25 students up to 32. So awesome. it's constantly growing. I love um, it. So what I'm sort of hearing and seeing as I'm envisioning this process happen, because of course, so many of us or all of us really had to transition onto the digital landscape for all the things that we do. Um, but to have you in that leadership position, someone who is so versed in adaptability such that it's just part of how you do things. And I could see, I can just envision that conversation like, well, either we figure it out or we fold and we're not folding. So, mm -hmm. so this is, we're gonna be figuring this out. Um, 
with the with the students, and I know with amazing organizations like that um, and other sort of community groups um, where age is sort of not really the factor because there's this unifying experience of, of music. And um, so for other organizations, it might be sports or things of that nature. Um, but what do you see as um, the, the strengths that um, all the children are gaining as a result of being in this, this brilliant community group? Well, you know, I mentioned leadership skills. Um, we had one 12 year old lead the orchestra on one occasion when we were performing and I found out from the music teacher a couple hours before we were performing that he was going to be there and he always plays in front of the orchestra and leads the orchestra. Yeah. So he said to me, don't worry because Isaac's got this. I'm thinking Isaac is 12. <laughs> anyway, so we went to the venue and Isaac led the orchestra and one of the other students was telling the audience which songs they were playing and they both stepped up and it was great to see. They were two of the older students in the group, but uh, great leadership skills there. Uh, the other thing is teamwork. I mean, when right now we're only performing in family groups, so because of the limitations of Zoom, you can't perform together, although there are some technologies out there that allow you to do that. I haven't had a chance to investigate those further. Yeah. But when we were performing as an orchestra, I mean, the violins, the violas, the cellos all had to play together. They all had their part. You see it in the family scenarios now where there's some families that have a violin player, a viola player, and a cello player. But typically, you know, some of the families are all violin. So you have to play together. You have to be on the same page, basically, of the music. <laughs> Um, and that's all I'm going to say, because as I said, I don't know much about music. <laughs> I love that you have followed this passion. You know, I don't know much about this organization, but I'm going to dive in and that you uh, are bringing, you know, the, the elements of you into this. And I think it's, I, I think it's awesome. And, you know, having known you for a few years now and the, the drive that you have to share and promote and, um, and enhance the lives of of the next generation. For me, th that is my ultimate mission to be changing the narrative for the next generation in any way that shape or form that we can. And um, the arts in particular really speaks to me in my life and my family. My husband is also a musician and how powerful those pieces are. And to know that you have supported our community through this time and help children to maintain that connection, I, it's, it's really invaluable. And I just want to say thank you for that because I know how important that is. And um, I'm, I'm always, again, still very intrigued about the experiences that you had moving through um, decades and generations where um, not just girls, but uh, you know, a number of groups of people who were silenced and um, you know, not allowed to do certain things, and then how you've taken your adaptability and your mindset of I can do whatever the heck I want, and and now are sharing that energy with young people so that for them, that's all there is. It's all there is, is like, we all work together, we all can achieve great things. I can be 12 leading an orchestra. Yes, I can. And, and celebrated for um, their wisdom and the gifts that they bring to the world and, and the work that you do behind the scenes, um, is changing lives. And I just, I think that's fantastic. 
Well, thank you very much for that. Yeah. I mean, we, we've evolved. Not only have we gone on Zoom and we had a, a live performance at the Christmas concert and it went fairly well. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a couple of glitches, but we got over it. So what we did, and, and, I, and I got that idea from the other system organizations across Canada, is we recorded our end of term concert. What we did is we asked the students to, um, the parents, students, whoever it was, record themselves in their group. So we had 11 performers, 11 performances, and uh, I worked with one of the Barry North Collegiate students and he put the video together for me with stills and intros and the performances and it really well um i passed it on to the library i passed it on to georgian manor um i'm in the process of trying to get some of the other uh, retirement residences to come on board uh, because we used to perform live for them and we can't anymore so that's a, a different way of performing for them uh, we created a thank you video, which again is another idea I stole from the Systemic Canada organizations. Students <laughs> on Zoom said thank you to our donors and our sponsors and put that together in a video. Uh, and we pa I pass that along to a lot of the, the people that give us the grants and the uh, donations and things like that. I'm in the, I've not finished yet, but I'm in the process of trying to hit everybody that we've that have supported us in the last few years. So that's another thing that we learned from the other system organizations. So, it, you know, Zoom has been a godsend because it, it helped us, you know, pivot to going a different direction. It allowed us to hire another music teacher. Um, the uh, right now we've got all the music sitting out on a on a, a cloud drive so that all the parents instead of you know photocopying the music passing it around we've got it on a cloud drive all the parents have to go to the cloud drive and download their own music we've got um, information on how to size an instrument i mean before the the music teacher used to do that and and figure out if the person needed a quarter size half size three quarter full size violin same with the cellos same with the violas um, and they're doing it themselves. The other thing is they're tuning their own instruments where before the music teacher used to go around to every student and tune the instruments before they started with class. And then the one of the biggest things we started this year is how to read music. We were using something called tab where it tells you um, which finger to use on the on the strings. Right. And they're not reading music. So this year, uh, both music teachers have started to teach the 32 students how to, more so the more senior than the junior, but how to read music. So it's, you know, Zoom has given us a lot of opportunities to to do many things that we would not have thought of. And again, I, I thank the other Canadian Sistema organizations for uh, a move in, in some of the directions too. So if someone was so inclined to support uh, Sistema, what are some of the ways that they can um, reach out or donate or maybe that add time? What are the ways that we can support you? There's a, there's a few ways. I mean, right now we have seven board members, so that's that's quite a few and that's good. Um, but typically we're, we're looking for board members and if someone's interested in that, they can certainly uh, send the information uh, my way and I can pass it on. Um, the other thing too is when we are in person, and as I said, I'm hoping to be part-time in person, part-time um, on Zoom next uh, September, mm -hmm. is we need a volunteer to do snacks. Now, another idea I had there was to try and get some high school students to do their volunteer hours to right. do the snacks, but 
Um, you know, we're also looking for adults to do that as well. And we've got to rethink that whole thing. I mean, before it was a free for all. We had cut up fruits and vegetables and cheese and everybody grabbed for it. So that whole thing has to be rethought. But if somebody wanted to help, uh, you know, prepare and distribute the snacks, that's something that they would do however many days we're in person at our uh, downtown Midland venue. Mm -hmm. And the, the third way, obviously, is uh, by supporting us financially. And by supporting us financially, we have a page on uh, Canada Helps. Um, you can find out all this information on uh, the, the Systema, organ uh, Systema website, rather, uh, SystemaHeronia.com. Okay. Um, it'll explain how it, it has a donate button there, so you can donate. And there are mailing addresses there, too, so you can also mail us a check. Okay. Um, awesome. I think the main ways that uh, you can support us. Fantastic. And I know that there may be some individuals who are tuning in from across, well, North America, the world, which is fabulous. Hello, everybody. Um, so the Systema Canada page, I'm going to assume also has an opportunity for donations to be received there. Would that be something like if someone was interested in maybe, oh, hey, I live in BC. Um, is there something closer to me that I can then infuse my, my, my support in that way? That's a good, um, good point. Um, there's an organization called the Israeli Foundation that's funding um, a study and it's being uh, uh, the moment is the name of the company in, out of Toronto that's uh, leading this uh, project. And basically we've got uh, system organizations from across Canada participating, but right now there is no way to get to each organization from one place, but that's one of the things. We're working on synergies across all of the system organizations across Canada. So sharing music, sharing instructors, most likely if it's, you know, Zoom based, that kind of thing, um, sharing ideas, um, sharing fundraising ideas, which I've already been a part of the, the different groups doing that. Uh, and then uh, presumably with that, uh, you would be able to go to a Systema Canada page and from there branch out to the, the organizations all the way from Newfoundland out to BC. But for now, you would have to uh, probably Google Systema organizations in BC, in Alberta. Right. Uh, we have one in Nunavut. I mean, it, they're, they're everywhere. Um, there's probably, I've got a list of probably at least a dozen, if not more organizations across, uh, Canada. So, uh, and there is a Sistema, El Sistema USA, mm -hmm. uh, which we're also trying to work with and, and share some ideas with them, but, uh, that's a whole other ball game. And Sistema is a worldwide organization, uh, that started in Venezuela. Oh, wow. That's cool. I had no idea. And I'm, I love... I love the work that you're doing and I love that um, <laughs> that you know you had a decades long career in one area and now are just committed and full time supporting um, this amazing work I think that's fantastic. If if there was anything that you were going to sort of share with the people who are listening um, what is one thing you would want like a bit of advice uh, through your Many moons of life, I'm sure you've learned many things about how to stay focused on what you want and, and to do what lights you up. Um, do you have any words of wisdom that you would share with the listeners? 
That's a very good question. Um, you know, you, you said it, uh, stay focused, um, that's for sure, and, and figure out what the end goal is. And and I think there was a, a Midland District Business Women's Association uh, speaker whose name escapes me now. But, um, you know, you, if you're trying to get to a goal and you can't quite get to that goal the way that you thought you were going to get to that goal, like having Sistema full-time in person last September, then you have to think of another way to get there. And there are always other ways to, to try and accomplish what you're trying, what you're setting out to accomplish. So um, I think that's the advice is don't give up. I mean, there's, you know, you, you can always find another way. It may not be the same way. It may not be um, the best way. It may be and it, but it may be a better way in some cases. Right. So that's when we, you know, the, the music, one of the music teachers wasn't quite on board with us going on Zoom for Sistema. And now he's, uh, he's one of the ones saying, oh, we should probably do a hybrid in the fall. So <laughs> that's awesome. And I think that's, that's, don't give up. I think that's the main thing. And that's always been my motto through my whole career in that, that it, like, you can worry about something, that's for sure. But uh, worry about trying to figure out how to, to, um, to overcome the problem is probably where you'd be best put your worrying. Brilliant. Absolutely. And I think we, you know, so many people get stuck worrying about what happened and then what, what does that mean? Why did it happen? And really none of that matters. It's what are you going to do about it now? And so take that energy and putting it into either solving the problem, getting around the problem, thinking up new ways to, to move through some of the challenges and the uncertainty that the world is continuously offering us. <laughs> because you're wasting your time dwelling in the past and you're wasting your time not trying to figure out a, a better way to do something or another way to do something. Awesome. I am so grateful that you took this time to chat with me today. Um, it's pretty awesome. And um, I may cut this part out, but so this was meant to be a chat about whether or not we would have you on the podcast. And I instantly knew that where we were heading was the podcast. So um, I mean, I'll, I'll let you agree or disagree and whether or not you want this shared with the world, but that was a brilliant, brilliant encapsulation conversation. It was wonderful for me. And I, I really feel that um, we were able to highlight in some really important and um, valuable points and, and especially to, to highlight Systema and the great work that you're doing there. So um, that was fantastic. And I'm glad I recorded it because uh, I would love to then take that and, and offer it up to the world. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed uh, speaking with you about, you know, my career and, and my work with Systema because it, it's, it's something that I like to get the word out there for. And the more people hear about us, the more they understand what a great group it is. And as you said, it, you know, it's a, it's a Canadian wide, it's a worldwide organization. So if someone's listening to this somewhere else, Google, you know, yes. Sure, you're going to find a system organization very close to you. We're one of the smallest in Canada. Oh wow! Students. The only other one that's as small as we are is in Newfoundland. Oh, cool. We're close to larger centers like Toronto, Ottawa, Kingston, uh, London. I mean, they're not called Sistema, all of them, but a lot, but they're major, they're all affiliated with uh, Sistema in one way, shape or form. Cool. Awesome. Well, Diane, thank you so much 
for your time and for just allowing this conversation to just unfold as it did. And it was fabulous. And, um, and for being willing to jump on a call with me when I was asking you random things, not making a lot of sense. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, I, I was thinking I should have prepared and then I was thinking, what would I have prepared? Well, normally my normal process is that we have a quick chat and I would let you know how you can prepare and I'd be like and this is the kind of questions I might ask and this is what we might do and uh and that didn't happen because um the stories just started to unfold and it was it was awesome so so yay us for being just let's just go with the flow let's just make this happen (laughs) and you didn't swear once what fuck there we go (laughs) thanks for tuning in hope you enjoyed the show join dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness